Hello and welcome to the Cultural Vacuums, everybody. This is the show where each week we chat to a lovely guest of ours and get them to talk about what they've been enjoying recently. They get to share some recommendations and we get to broaden our cultural horizons. Um, the we in the equation is, of course, myself, Josh Treblecock, and a young man who, when he's not tickling the ribs of audiences up and down the country, is hard at work putting the finishing touches to his next Edinburgh show, Soft Kitten. A 60-minute cat-whispering spectacular taking place in the heart of Cowgate involving various odes to feline companions. There's singing, there's praying, there's trying out new material, of course, and all in order to tell the intimate story of a man and his puss, Lou Fitz. Thanks, mate. I appreciate you writing that press release for me. (laughs) Um, Mush has fleas. It's an absolute nightmare. We're living in uh, we're living in stressful times. Um, uh, we're, we're, the little little tyke has got fleas. Uh, I think it has something to do with the fact that we didn't have a vacuum cleaner for two months because we just didn't get around to it. Um, oh. And then, Ooh. yeah. So, but vets tomorrow. And she's gotten big as well. She's gotten big. Your cat has gotten huge. I saw a picture. I think Caroline posted. Yeah, she's Games. got mass. Caroline posted a photo of her the other day or a video or whatever. But, I mean, I was like, what the hell? So, I will not have a weak animal in my domain. If part of my yeah, pack. Yeah, I mean, I mean I how old is she now? She's grown incredibly big. She's um, 14 weeks probs, I think, uh, but she weighs two pounds already. She's long and silky and I love her so much. (laughs) But yeah, she's covered in fleas at the minute, so she's stuck in one room so we can take her. Get this though, Caroline brought her in. quarantining. Caroline brought like, so Mm. like, we're like, right, we know the cat's got fleas. I popped her in the room and like, she stays in here and, and then... Caroline picked her up and brought her into my room to like go, all right, come and go with Lou and to put her on my bed. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so you're going to put a flea-ridden cat on my bed. It's an absolute... And I, I feel like I overreacted. To uh. Yeah, I know. But I, I couldn't believe the... No, I would. I couldn't believe the thought process of, of that. Like, it was just... <laughs> what, yeah, but- what? Fleas are grim, man. Because when you get, when you, you know, when the fleas jump on you, you basically feel like. I think it's that thing of being like, look, we were all kids, we all had nits, and when you're an adult, the last thing you want is to be telling your mates at your comedy gigs that uh, you've got fleas and that they need to stay away from you. No, I got bed bugs my last six months of uni. I got bed. Anyway, enough of me. How are you? (laughs) Is when I was living with an ex-con. I know it's gone. Oh man, that's that's. That's the last person you want actually saying to you and like meaning sincerely, like don't let the bed bugs. Bite. I've got pictures of this place. I might have mentioned it before on the pod, but it it was horrible and like it was like a crackdown. But I I only needed to be there for like a couple of months, so there was nowhere else for me to go. And it oh. didn't have a washing machine, the shower. It was honestly, it was the it was, Wait, was it wasn't was good. this when you were living in America? Did you say? Yeah, in, in Gainesville, in Gainesville. When, when I was in uni, when my were... last semester of uni. Was this when you were doing your uh, lacrosse training? No, I had I had fully given up and had fully given in to the um, beer. Oh, I see. I wanted to talk to you about lacrosse because I, I didn't realise it. Well, I mean, I knew it wasn't one anyway, but I just wanted to get your thoughts as, as an avid uh, lacrosse fan and, play, and semi-regular player. Uh, it's not even an Olymp- it's not an Olympic sport. No, it isn't. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, yeah. 
that, that's it's an absolute. I'd like to say it's an absolute travesty, but I've not researched it enough to find no. out why. Well, I, I did. It was, and it's a, and it was, and it was, it's, it was, it was taken out of the Olympics, uh, and it's a, it's a decision that the Olympic Committee have happily lived with since. Uh, do you know when it was last in the Olympics, Lou? Uh, uh, 1970. 1908. So you know, it's been. 19. You know what? Not, it's because the original game was like um, Native American people running around with like a chopped head to settle. Like debts between <laughs> towns. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you called like little huts. It's not a town. Tribes. Like oh, moving. yeah. You know, like li- li- like wigwams. The constant like you know. <laughs> areas of Native Something Americans else. running. Is that how where lacrosse? Like so, lacrosse used to be played over like, fi- like yeah, it, plains rather it, than just um, sort of fields. The Iroquois Nation. So upstate New York. So think of the state of New York, and then there's a specific area, and it's Indian reservations, and it's called the Iroquois Nation. And that's where lacrosse came from. That yeah. So they're a team, but uh-huh. uh, and they're like, I mean, Canada and America. It's always a toss between who's the best in the world at the World Championships. Yeah. And so- then it's always Iroquois, and then it's Australia, and then it's England, and then. Uh, I don't think Japan. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of Australia, Lou, uh, do you want to tell the people who are who are lovely guests this week? Excellent segue, young man. Swish. And, uh, this week we've got we brought out the big guns this week. Oh yes, I'm very excited for this. We sent a Facebook message to an old friend and got in touch with Miss Heidi Regan. Heidi okay? Regan. She. She is, uh, me and her go way back. We did So You Think You're Funny together. She won the competition. Smashed it, absolutely blew you out of the water that year as well, mate. In a a different 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 round. But she's been writing for a very, very long time back in Australia. It's like over 10 years of like writing credits and filming sketches and making things for TV. Uh, Most recently, she has done a Radio 4 special of her show, No Worries, which you can check out on BBC Sounds. I don't know why I've just plugged that. Uh, and she's also on another, another podcast called The Thin Layer of Film, and that's on Radio X. She is a comedian, writer, producer, and friend, Heidi Regan. And she's here to tell us all about her favourite things. Heidi, thank you so much and welcome to The Cultural Vacuum. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I think we should oh, probably yeah, that was start it now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Heidi, join me in a round of applause for our host, Josh Trevorcock, who's called James Wilson on the Zoom. He's yes. finished a Channel 5 show today, yesterday. Oh, uh, what do you mean? I, I don't know. Well, so my, I've been working on a, uh, I've been working on a, it's just a very quick plug, but basically I've been working on this like really horrible uh, Channel 5 series about Hollywood icons. Horrible for me working on it, uh, which which finally came out. It was a Holly, it was a show about, um, it's like seven part series. The first episode went out last Sunday about Patrick Swayze. It's called Patrick Swayze, <coughs> The Demons and the Dance. Because uh, <laughs> every Channel Five show needs to have a kind of an after bit after the initial person's name. What? Are, yeah, what yeah, are they yeah. doing? <laughs> Channel so Five. Is it, a, is it like a a documentary? Yeah, or? it was like a biography, which is like uh, yeah, basically a, a biography. Well, 
Which nice. is kind of about, it's about as much of a biography. I mean, the biography bit is probably about five minutes of the 90 minute show. The rest of it is just talking about dirty dancing and then him dying. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's what they know. They, they, the, no, but they're the keeping up with some cracking from. programming. Josh, tell Heidi some of your other projects that you've finished in well, the last couple of Well, so there's also, there's, so on top of the Patrick Swayze, next week there'll be John Travolta, which is called like uh, it's Saturday Night Sad Fever or something like that. Uh, and, nice. then, and then there's other stuff but then also you know Channel 5 I've worked on Britain's favourite cathedrals Britain's best bridges Britain's worst canals which is which is Britain's favourite cathedral is it Salisbury Salisbury it, you know what I would say that's my favourite cathedral big old spire uh, but and didn't it have the poisoning near yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so we yeah. were literally there filming that, like, a, probably about a month before that all happened. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was crazy. Like, the, the bench that they were found on was outside the Tesco where we parked our car. And we were like, well, that was, that, that was oh. close. I think we actually that may was... have gone to the ZZs, weirdly. I've never been checked, wow. but... Is the ZZs where they... they That's yeah. where they came out of, I think, the two... I yeah. can't remember to be honest. Oh, I, yeah, I, I watched yeah. the Channel Four thing uh, about it um, that was set on it, but I can't remember what it's called. Josh will be able to plug. Oh, was in. that the drama? The one with uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was one of those like early lockdown sort of TV sort of dramas yes, where so. they were kind of like, ooh, but was it? I don't know if it was any good or anything like that. But um, Heidi, uh, enough about me. Uh, what have you? What have you been? <laughs> um, <laughs> What have you been watching recently or enjoying recently? How have you been? How have you been? Yeah. How have you been? I've been, um, I've been great, you know, loving... Are you, in, are you and Kat married now? No, we were... That has all had to wait until my parents can... Right, okay. ...come from Australia, okay. which is uh, a, a long way away, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, no rush there. Okay. But, uh, no, we got engaged, like... February right, that's, 2020. Right, that's what I'm supposed to congratulate. Uh, on. Not, okay. Uh, not, 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 not me. Are you married yet or happy engagement? Which one, which one should you go for, Lou? <laughs> Are you married yet? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Have you made something of your life? <laughs> congratulations to you and Kat. Yeah, congratulations. So I have seen you since then. Yeah. Oh, my brother, you. big it's news, good. my brother is also getting engaged. Not to really? Kat, to, to... Getting engaged? Oh, getting engaged. Have you just ruined <laughs> oh, the surprise? Um, oh, shit. Um, well, Ebba hasn't, <laughs> doesn't listen to this. So this doesn't go out until, I think, what, tomorrow? So she's got he's got until tomorrow morning to... Well, he uh, texted me a out. picture of the ring and then nothing else. Or he was like, oh, it's nice, it's a bit small, but, uh, you know, I think it'll do. And I'm like, oh, I'll take it. <laughs> like, he didn't say, I'm getting oh, engaged to, to Ebba. Or I'm asking, he's got to ask, hasn't he? You have to ask, you have to ask. You can't just get engaged. Yeah. It's a two-way street. Heidi. Yeah... In this day and age, you do need. Did to you ask, ask before you announced the <laughs> <laughs> PC gone. How did you guys? How did you guys uh, get engaged? Like, what was the what was the sort of the setup? Yeah, for what you was two? the setting? Uh, the I the we we got engaged. Um, it was really fancy and romantic. Um, my mum and dad were over visiting. Um, but also the pandemic stuff had started. So they were like, we're going to be in London for uh, two more days and then they're going up to Scotland to see my brother. 
and we had a dinner that night with her parents and my parents and I'd been trying to ask her to marry me for like a few months and kept like going, oh, I'm not sure about that, oh, I'm not sure about that. And then um, I was like, oh, she loves family and also my parents, you know, they're going to, I had a sense that they would then be away for two years because of a pandemic. Really? Oh, something that, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but I was like, they don't get to come over often, obviously. So I was like, oh, I got to do it tonight because we're going out to dinner with them and then we won't see them for a long time and it'll be nice to have all the family there. But Kat was um, running late from work, as she always is, because she's very busy yeah. and hardworking. So she was like, oh, should I meet you at the restaurant? And I said, oh, no, could you come here? And then... Um, I'm in a hot, hot air balloon. <laughs> I'm in a hot air balloon <laughs> over the Thames. <laughs> and she was like, why is Heidi being so needy about being at the restaurant together? And then, <laughs> but then she... Uh, but it was so not fancy set up because I basically I went and bought 10... Uh, tea lights from the pound shop <laughs> and I put them up in our bedroom oh. and then um, I got the I was so bad I got a DVD of like the first film we nice. saw at the cinema which we didn't even particularly care for and then um, she drove in I saw her drive outside and ring my phone to say like let's go I'm here so I didn't answer the phone so she'd have to come in to get me so that was probably annoying and then she ran up the stairs like okay we go go and I went look and there's like 10 tea lights and then she goes oh what's this and then I went oh here's um and I went look and I showed her the DVD and I went it's the it's the first film we saw. <laughs> and she went, wow, that's so nice. And must have been being like, why is she giving me a DVD of a oh, film she's I didn't kidding. like? What, what was the film? What was the film? It was, um, well, it's not that we didn't like it, but we'll never see it again. It was um, the three billboards. Oh, for, uh, oh I for, didn't uh, find uh, Ebbing, that. Missouri, where it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a fine film, but it was not one that we've ever spoken about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a slow drip. And then... um. Yeah, and then I was like, open the DVD, and then inside was like a note saying, <laughs> like, will you marry me, and some nice stuff. And then Kat was so confused and surprised, and I've, I've been doing this in my stand-up about it because it was so yeah. bad, but she was so surprised that there was like a second pause, and I immediately lost all confidence, and I went, oh, uh, no worries if you don't fancy it. <laughs> Because I thought she didn't want to get married. No worries at all. No, I thought. Oh. And then, uh, and then she was like, "Oh, no, yeah, yeah." Up, up. And then oh, yeah, um, I didn't have a ring. Uh, inst- I thought I won't buy a ring because I don't know jewelry, and I don't want to buy a ring and get the wrong one. What a waste of money! Yeah. So I had a stand-in ring, which was my Lord of the Rings toy nice. ring. Very good idea. That's that. a great idea. Because <laughs> she hates Lord of the Rings. So it was just so romantic. I, <laughs> you should oh. complete the trifecta. Like, you hate this, you hate you hate this yeah, film, yeah, you hate yeah. the yeah. ring, and you will grow to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hate this proposal, you hate everything about it. <laughs> well, you could, you could go one step further. At the, we- at the wedding that I just went to, like, last week, they, they walked down the aisle to, um, to the, like, Hobbit music from Lord of the Rings. <gasps> the dream cat would love that. She'd be like, "What's this music? How does it go? Is this from one of it's, your it's shows?" It's like a flute. It's like a flute because at first they started playing it, and I genuinely I didn't realize for a little bit it was the Lord of the Rings music. I thought it was Titanic, and I was like, "Why are they playing a Titanic a song from Titanic while these two are walking yeah. down the aisle?" Like, yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. I it's nice music. It, is. Down the aisle it really too. worked. 
Lots of people use Jurassic Park music. Oh, and yeah. I think that would also Have be you guys <laughs> My still my favorite song is the YouTube video is the um it's the Jurassic Park theme tune but played with like I think it's like a kazoo or something like that. To Jurassic Park. I'm thinking of the time that I went to a wedding and the um, the people did dubstep down the aisle. Oh, yeah. friend from college from uni. Uh, we don't speak uh, too much now. Oh dear! <laughs> is the relationship still going? They all... <laughs> Skrillex as they're going down. It was uh, oh my quite God. the occasion. I don't think they're married I mean, anymore. Funnily you... enough. <laughs> That's all crazy. But you're saying I should use Hobbit music yes, either definitely, way. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely do it. Definitely do it. Yeah, because it's just... Um, can I just ask, am I cutting in and out? I think it's me. I keep... I think it's no, me. it's all right. It's oh, all okay, loose cool. for if, you, if, 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 if there's any cutting okay, out. Cool. You're all golden. Um, but yeah, so, okay, well, we've already... So have you guys... Did you guys have a date set or anything for your wedding? Or, or was it like pushback or anything like that? It was... We were talking about... If you uh, want to plug it, whether we could, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where's it happening? What time? Why are you when asking? You <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Josh? <laughs> it's because it's wedding season. I've been to like I've got seven weddings to go to this year, all of which were pushed back from last year. Wow. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just intrigued now. And ones that yeah, booked now. Well, yeah, we were talking whether we could get it ready in time because we didn't want to do anything expensive or fancy. So we're like, let's do September 2020. And then mum started to, like, we were already going, this looks like a lot to organise. And then mum started going, I don't think you're going to be getting married. This pandemic's looking a bit risky. And I was like, surely not, mum. And then, uh, yeah, we haven't talked about it since, <laughs> I remember that I met your parents. I've met your mum and dad in Edinburgh. Uh, I do remember that. Were they lovely? Yes, yes, yeah, they were. I can't, I was with Neil and Helen, and we. Were, I can't remember, but your dad looked exact. No, we were watching your show. That was it. We we were all watching your yeah. show, and then we met afterwards. I think that 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 sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. As over. in the last Edinburgh, I, it wasn't uh, uh, Heidi versus Sharks. I think it was the one before that. Um, oh right, right, right. I forgot right. what it was called. Uh, there, there was the one after it was about time travel. Yes, it might have been that one. That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Uh, yeah, oh, anyway. there's um, lots of people have met Brian and Kath. They're big, and, big, got lots of fans at Edinburgh. And you're from, and you're from Newcastle, Newcastle, Australia. I am. And I wanted to ask, what? Check this for a segue. I watched a documentary this week called Hotel Coolgardy, and it's set in. Um, Perth, so the other side, Western Australia, and I think a lot yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. basically what it's about. I will read the first review that comes up when you. <laughs> so the Guardian quotes it as, "I was crying and I was angry." Hotel Cool Guardy's shocking documentary. Now <laughs> I watched it last week and I, I I I didn't love it because it's a documentary. Basically, these two Finnish backpackers go to a really rural town in Western, like a mining community. Um, yeah. And it, so they work in a bar, and it's it's rough as fuck, and these guys are misogynists, and it's gross, and it gets really, really hard to watch this documentary throughout. But then you start to see like their real personalities come through when they stop drinking, and it's 
fuck it honestly it was amazing a guy called peter gleason made it so that's my recommendation this the backpackers mate they get cracked onto by every man under the no. sun no, 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 what are you hugging and touching? So if we have sex, it will be bad, but it will be very quick. Is it draft or bitter? What did I just say? Knocked three blokes out and left one bloke out cold on the railway line. Yeah, I think that this town has a bit of sadness to it. I want to cry. What, as in the real personalities of the guys? The drinkers. Live... Yeah, 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 yeah. So are the guys. Real personalities nice, or are yes, they... or it's just you just see the. Uh, shrouds of insecurity just like fleck away and you get to see like oh that's why you're here so like the guys just slapped that bar bartender on the bum and obviously that's gross disgusting should be kicked down he's like oh my daughter died yesterday or something you know it wasn't like like because I don't want to spoil it but that was the gist I don't know why I brought it up <laughs> no. no. You're, you just um froze for a second in the key bit where yeah. we might have looked like we understood what you were saying. It was a good show. Check yeah, it out. It's on Amazon you. Prime. But it is it's very difficult to watch. Some part oh. like when they first come, it doesn't paint Australian men in a very good light. Or particularly That's... that part of Australia, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of um, films set in, like, very uh, outback uh, pubs and that in Australia that wouldn't work well for tourism for Australia because mm. they paint them as very scary places. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah, or if not, it's just like Mad Max and it's just like, well, it's like, yeah. that doesn't get any better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was All like the Mad men the I met were lovely, but I haven't been <laughs> in... Um, the documentaries I, I remember horrible. seeing a, uh, a a film uh years ago which i loved and it was like my first time ever seeing it was before i ever watched any kind of like anything properly that was made in australia apart from like mad max but it was called um is it it was a mockumentary called kenny about yes that's a fucking that's very, amazing film yeah that was huge in australia that was like um our biggest comedy film that year i think yeah where he's like a guy that uh, runs a portaloo business. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, like yeah, his, yeah. I can't remember if he's got like his son or something like that, and he just like, and he he looks like a big grizzled. He's got an amazing voice, and yeah. uh, it's just really su- it's just super sweet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great film. I think I always remember they had a scene where he's doing the business at um, the Melbourne Cup or something, and it's all drunk women like being rude to him while he's like yeah. they're all dressed up in their racing gear and being rude to him <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it takes a certain kind of person to, to do what I do and it's just about having a thick skin no one's ever impressed no one's ever fascinated with what you do are you doing your job here what's, we, what's going on we are. you have a talk you have to have paper you understand we do mate I'm sorry there is a smell in here that is going to outlast for a legion so I don't do it for the glory I don't do it to impress people What's the job? Look at that, eh? What kind of curry is that bloke been eating? This is the busiest time of year. This is the crazy time. It just goes bonkers. It's as chilly as a bum full of smoke. I'd love to be able to say I plumb toilets and have someone say, now that is something I've always wanted to do, you know? Just wash it in there, mate. That machine, once you press that flusher, that thing will probably suck your guts out through your bum. When you were kind of growing up and getting into sort of stand-up and comedy, like what were your favourite kind of comedians? Like in Australia, what was big when you were kind of growing up? 
Um, the huge one who's still going and you guys would love is McAuliffe, Sean McAuliffe. Okay. And he's he's got his own show, but he's been going since the early 90s, I think. And he's like our Monty Python equivalent. And he's so silly and he's so clever and funny. He's just amazing. I love yeah. him so much. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, yeah he's my big one there. Definitely he's got fun. like a, he had a sketch show and stuff. You can look up YouTube clips, I think. But he was, yeah, really silly. <laughs> <laughs> Stomach. I'm having a baby. Oh, good. I didn't want to presume you were pregnant because, you know, when you're not and you presume you are, it's very embarrassing. You actually thought I was this fat. <laughs> and then if it is a crime for my client to kill a man in cold blood, then my client is guilty. But if it is not a crime, then he isn't. The end. It's looking good. I sentence you to death. You're pushing the door over. I've got to get the horse to back up against it. I'm kidding. Obviously, there's no horse here at all. Who is the me. guy? So my mates introduced me when I was at uni. Introduced me to a guy. I don't know if it was if the same guy, but he was. He looked a bit like Bill Oddy, and he he had a guitar. And I don't know. I still to this day don't know if he was kind of more genteel or if he was more like Roy Chubby Brown uh, in the Australian version but he had a song called like Dilly Gaff which like do I look like I give a fuck and he was this oh. again like a super strong uh, Australian accent was he oh yeah I thought it would be Kevin Bloody Wilson yeah 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 is yeah. he is he like <laughs> is he a really taboo like is he a really bad name is Heidi cowers I mean, in fear I... at the net oh god it's like the like, Australian so EDL equivalent like spokesman yeah sort. I um I can't I don't think I've listened all I the only time I remember listening to him was um like a high school boyfriend's mate playing it whenever we went like on drives in like trucks and stuff he was a real like um oh, no. do you remember the scene it was like oh Heidi was, um, yeah, let's talk about that when we come well, back it was like we I think they had lots of parties out at the where Heidi get in the truck Wilson. <laughs> we're going to a party come listen to my come listen to my racist comedy we've been driving <laughs> I think I remember like a long drive to the beach where they played it and I was just like going I don't I don't think this comedy is for me it was very <laughs> just like I think the main joke was how much he swore but yeah. I could be this is my memory from being like 15 um but yeah I've never since listened to it and I think I wasn't a fan at the time it felt very like 80s Australian yeah. Like, oh bloody hell, blah blah blah. And you're like, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. but um maybe he was a genius. I, I could not give <laughs> you um an accurate reading on it. That's just my memory no, from I feel that like, one time. I feel like when you when you kind of don't know someone's like stand up or like stand or aren't that familiar with their comedy, but the first inklings you get when you listen to their stuff is like, is this guy like probably a super racist? <laughs> or like super I'm offensive. Sure, it's like ah, I'm that's sure none of it would stand up to today's <laughs> so no. if they tweeted yeah. any of his stuff yeah. and he was still going, I'm sure he'd be in trouble. But yeah, um yeah. Yeah, 
I uh, yeah, that's not who I'd um, recommend first to people <laughs> as my. But Josh <laughs> loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold my hands up. <laughs> that song still rings around. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you because you can't not speak to Heidi um, without talking about sharks, obviously. And I know that you did an incredible. I was just going to go rawr, but I know that that's not the right sound. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do our best shark impressions. Uh, you did a show in Edinburgh, which was phenomenal uh, about sharks Thanks. and. And it you. was it was it was nominated for the uh, Edinburgh was it no it was, was not it? sorry let's edit me out correcting it, that it so should that have been like it should it have been Thank god you. damn it uh, it was brilliant um but the amount and I, I vaguely remember like hearing that you talk in I can't another thing about how much research you were doing for that but like are you now like the world's foremost expert on uh, shark movies uh, no, I'm not because my memory is so bad. But I think at the time I was an expert, but I also stopped. My re- my expertise would have gone up until like 2012, and then okay. I stopped. I wouldn't watch any after that because um, Sharknado jumped to the shark. Ah, <laughs> and then that's not even a joke I did in the show. <laughs> but, um, but it I think it um it made everyone make terrible shark films on purpose. And as you may recall, my, the whole uh, theory of my show was that it uh, lined up with um, political cynicism, mm. the shark film cynicism, yeah. and some trade deals. So um, <laughs> I don't want to give them the time of day. All the ones that got made after that. So. <laughs> what is your? But, what was your? What's your favourite sort of? You know, your shark film. The one that got me into it. So that's why it had a special place in my heart. Was Shark Attack Three, um, <laughs> which is has John Barrowman. And oh, is, amazing! And is one that was made in. A, and I've read. The, several times the memoirs by the director of that about his time making Shark Attack 3 and he's uh, he's an angry man <laughs> I think I'm the only person who's read it maybe we're four hours behind schedule Porto where the hell are you 30 yards 20 get him out of there Serious. we found a guy's leg near a beach where he was playing frisbee with his dog oh my god there it is! Shark! Shark! Put the gun down! Faster, it's headed straight for that boat. <laughs> David Worth. David Worth, okay. He also directed uh, Bloodsport. That was how he got his big break. The which... Jean-Claude Van Damme one? Yeah, ah, classic. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I watched many times. Me and my brother were obsessed with, um, you know, karate films and that when we were little. So I've mm-hmm. watched Bloodsport more times than nearly any other film. <laughs> I, film. Those, yeah, early Jean-Claude Van Damme films are, like, some of the most, like, weirdly violent films that I think don't really... I really understated, like, how violent those films actually were at the time. You watch them back yeah. now and you're like, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, my mum and dad were like, oh, you can't watch any films where there's like sex scenes and stuff. But they had no, problem. there was no problem with watching like <laughs> such violent stuff. <laughs> Seems to be and fine. And maybe who I am kids. today. <laughs> violent. <laughs> A very violent, sexually repressed woman. <laughs> um, well, the question so- that we always ask is what, is the guilty pleasure what's the thing that you would be ashamed if someone came to your house and was like viewed a lot on your netflix or your iPhone oh okay or what's well your... 
so, so the one I'm not guilty about this, but the thing that has, was getting me through the pandemic has been I have leaned heavily into Marvel oh, yeah. to okay. the point where I now subscribe to Marvel Comics on my phone. <laughs> you pay like ten pounds a month, and you have access to all the Marvel comics there are. And I have never read comic books in my life. Really? Now. Really? Yeah. Like, is it not? I've read, you know, the old graphic novel mm. and that, but um, yeah, 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 never because they always seem too expensive to get into and stuff. Yes, mm. but now um, this is such an affordable way to do it, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I'm not ashamed of that. I'm right. I'm a big fan of Marvel and all that. <laughs> yeah. And I have angry feelings about uh, the class system and snobbery and how people like um, <laughs> that's that's another thing I saw today. Someone was being mean to Limmy online and someone they reviewed his book and they were being very like used lines about uh whether his humor was sophisticated or something and said something like a certain level of intelligence and i was like oh this is just like when martin scorsese said that marvel films were roller coasters and they weren't (laughs) real cinema oh oh, yeah i remember that i've got both of them martin you silly bastard yeah. Well, yeah, it's oh, I think it's just that whole idiots. snubbery. Yeah. But um but guilty pleasure um is not I don't feel guilty for having watched it, but uh did feel guilty at one point when a friend was like going, Is this all you guys are watching? But lockdown got us fully into so many reality TV shows, yes. like all dating ones. Of course. So but why like, is it I don't that- feel bad. Why is it that there is even supposed to be the suggestion of guilt? You know what I mean? Because it's just what you like. I think I think it's because of the element of manipulation by the producers. Right. That feels like it's not authentic. You're part of the problem of um, you know, giving these people mental health issues when they leave and all that, <laughs> and then yeah. and also, you know, I don't know what it makes. I, I think if I'd grown up with that level of reality TV, I don't know if that would have. Oh, I think it would maybe... be horrible. I I, yeah. I, I, I had it. I had it. So we've been watching. Um, obviously, we've been watching Love Island, right? And yeah. there is. Have you been watching it as well? Yeah. Because there was a thing with this guy. So Lou doesn't watch it. So to fill you in, Lou, because I don't know how you're not. There's a guy well, called no, Liam. Well, no, a bit like a as we've discussed Millie. before, the lady that sent the thing about I, you know, my eyes. Yes, and, Lou looks know. like Hugo from Love Island. No, I don't. Uh, I didn't. Say, I don't I, say that. I didn't say that. Somebody said someone. Someone told I Lou that he looks like, like from Hugo there, from Love from, Island. From but, the eyebrows yeah. to the bottom I, of my nose, and I don't know who that is. So I. Oh, okay. That 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 one. Not even a quarter, like an eighth of my facial area. Looks like <laughs> a man called Hugo. I, I had, I had legitimate like nightmares about. Apparently, uh, he's a bastard. Yeah. No, no, no. He's... This Liam and Liam and Millie, like, oh my god, I had nightmares about like waking up and just being like that. That is just horrific for that girl to go through that. Yeah, yeah, and also just. Um... Like, I was about to go, oh, and then this guy is such a, like, manipulator and blah, blah, blah. But then you're like, I think that's the guilty play- guilty side to it is that they're real people that you're mm. then, you get to feel strong emotions about them. And I don't tweet about it, but lots of people do. And that's real people's lives that you're then tweeting yeah. going, yeah. ah, he's a sociopath and she's yeah. a... And yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I would die if I was at that level of uh, fame and having yeah. to see people analyze how I talked and it's so edited like oh. you're like 
the producers have got so much power over these people's lives. They but, do. Um, Their whole outfit, like everything about that, like, because you don't see it's it's like obviously they've got an entire day of of footage to work with, yet they only choose the most crucial moments. So there's no kind of even in the main show, there's no kind of like nice just stupid chat between the four you know between the lot exactly it's just that's hilarious yeah that we keep saying that thing like i think that's what i mean when i say if you'd grown up with um that like so much of ireland when you were like a young young teenager like um i just like i think in terms of like a i would have felt very insecure because i don't look anything like the love island contestants but also just that it makes it look like all that boys and girls talk about is what's your type do you fancy yeah, me? Yeah. And they and they edit out any actual conversation. They're like, they must have talked all day and said like, oh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I've been to blah blah. But then they just boil it down to, where's your head at? What's your type? Do you fancy me? Yeah, it's so true. And you're like, that's not teaching kids how to talk to other to boys and girls. Oh, it's just good. Yeah, in it like everything's just. The only thing that's troubling about it is like people that wouldn't usually be that interested in reality TV. It's finding them and capturing them as well. But is that a good thing or is it just good TV? Is it just yeah, good yeah. telly? But as long as you can disassociate with these people and go, they're being edited to hell. They're basically actors to the pawns for a producer's yeah. game. You know, they don't like, I don't yeah. think any of them well, stay it makes... together, you know, afterwards and all that kind of stuff. Oh, no. no. I think you get drawn into it so easily. And like, oh, I've been yeah, when we married started at first it... sight, Australia. I was, we, I was in the, the hole. That's the one we yeah, we did that, I think, mid-pandemic, and we were like, this is all we can watch now for the next month. So... <laughs> I live my life like Inez, all right? I don't take oh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and I tell people exactly what I think. Well, and, yeah, and that one, editing-wise, like, I was reading articles about that going, like, oh, they really did a dirty on how they edited. Like, there's even, like, making them look like they'd spent the night together and they possibly hadn't and all that you're like this is terrible and now let's watch another episode i hate her (laughs) and i love the fact that it went on for like it was like you could tell i was like oh we're on to a good thing here let's just make like 70 episodes in one series oh my god just carried on going we went into thinking it was 12 episodes and then we're like oh no (laughs) why did they just carry on getting married like (laughs) i think i lost interest at that point Oh, I, I stayed. All, I went 20. all the way through oh, to no, uh, fifteen. Oh, no. The guy who um, is it? The guy who's just was just like one massive neck with like really bright white teeth, and he got with. Uh, is it? Oh, Jess? I got to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, one that yeah, we yeah, ended yeah. up in prison like a few months ago after it all came yeah. out. Did he? I th- yeah. Did he go to prison because he was doing some? Um, he was doing some bribery work, Ponzi or like, he was doing like a phone, yeah, phone scam or something no, like that. Yeah. the one that got with Jess. Yes. Yeah. Dan. Is it Dan? Dan. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. It, but look, this is the thing. The drama just carries on. Even though that came out like in Australia, what, like three years ago or something like that? And we only yeah. just got out of here. And yeah, it's still a fresh. Fr- a friend of mine uh, who lives in Sydney, she said someone in her office was on Married at First Sight, like one of the earlier seasons or something. Wow. And she said whenever she like interacts with a new colleague and then leaves the room, the colleague will be like, is she... <laughs> and she said it seems really damaging like it really affects like her career because people are just like is she the one that <laughs> like that's not how you want to be known in the office yeah, yeah i don't think if you're a normal day job 
<laughs> we were, I was walking the other day with Caroline, and then she said she turned and said to me, "Lou, you've not worked in an office for years, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." She said, "Could you imagine going back?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I don't think I could cope. I don't like yeah. ever like because she works at the Beeb, so she has to be at um, what's not White City, whatever broadcasting house. So it's big, yeah. and it's like, like the the nightmare of finding a desk there because they always you know, it's hot, hot desk, desk and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fun, I man. just can you imagine? just yeah i hot desked for seven years in my data entry job and it was yeah. so miserable like mm. you'd still try to get your regular desk and then if someone took it you're like i've got no place in this company yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. Crap. i did it I, when i worked at the bbc very briefly i i hot desk and it, it was the first time i'd ever been around that and brought your own desk and it was it i did I, there were a couple of times where i just sat on steps because i was so i'd only i was only there for like about two months and i knew no one there and people who were sat down in my seat always looked way more like important than oh, me and i was they like, have a bigger lanyard than you they did they had a massive lanyard and i was just sat there being like okay i'm just gonna go sit in the elevator for about you know eight hours oh no that's really <laughs> depressing w1a is one of the best tv oh, yeah i've not ever. watched that heidi get on it i think as cat oh, yeah, seen it either. Great. you guys will love no, it yeah, it's yeah. so pacey quick fun it's brilliant it's the same people did that you... did um 2012 yeah yeah and the olympics one was that based off the Aussie Olympics one? No, that. Oh, what maybe was the Olympics did, one. I think I think there was one that was about Sydney two thousand, and then it got kind of. Oh, cool! Um, ah, that would be such yeah. a good what's idea. It, what's it called? It I'm, I'm gonna check, see what it came from. If it was called two thousand, like we chose twenty twelve, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> that'd be such a clever idea. <laughs> I think the two thousands were like my first. That was the first Olympics I remember. I thought you were going to say something else then. Properly. <laughs> that yeah. was the dawn of my youth. <laughs> that was that was me remembering everything. The 2000 Olympics? I think so. That was the Kathy, Free- Kathy Freeman one, right? Yeah, there's a, a cool documentary about that mm. on Now TV. Yes. But- What's it called? Have you already covered that on your no, no, no. Show? We haven't. We haven't, actually. We, we were wondering, like, because I, I saw that pop up, but I haven't watched it yet. But I remember her being, because she wore that... Um, the suit didn't she like, yeah yeah it made me really emotional watching it because it was like such a huge thing in australia when obviously because it was the sydney 2000 olympics and she was like such a national hero so i remember like where i was sitting when it happened and all that and yeah i was like going cat do you remember and she's like uh no who is she and i was like it was the biggest event in the world yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, we had diana um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had like paula radcliffe shitting on the side of a road like oh i i wish we'd had that it's that <laughs> pretty exciting we had our prime minister in the 80s um win the guinness world record for m- fastest pint on a plane sporting world record <laughs> <laughs> oh god josh we should get an olympic record if you can do stuff like that down in a pint on a i've seen people go to you know holidays and <laughs> they are doing it pretty quick you, some of those guys do you remember like on uh big brother like in like one of the early series of big brothers over here like and they would get them to do it they would get them to break guinness world records it's like the, the weekly task and to the point oh, where what? It, it was and it was like there was one really random one where it was like the most amount of sugar cubes stacked in the world and it was right. literally like if he didn't do it or if they didn't do it they just wouldn't eat for the week and it was but like no 
Well, they would. They'd eat like lentils. They That's wouldn't... so different level to Love Island challenges now. What they've got. Yeah. What, do, what are the challenges? Like suck they each other off. Make or out. Or yeah, make out with each other. Make snog out. as many people from the other gender as you can, and then uh, and then just do it again. You know. I, I, yeah. I, I can't. If I, I'd find it too tense to watch. It's it's too sexually charged for me. It's too. Yeah, tense. and it's also too. Um, it's like the too hot to handle, and that like oh. we just crack up where it's like. You can't. I I did a stupid sketch about it because it's like, oh, you can't have sex for a month, and they're all like, I've never gone that long, and just watch it going. I'm such a loser. Like, I'm so pathetic. <laughs> and Love Island when they're like, oh, this is how I flirt, and I'm like, flirt? People flirt? <laughs> Real? And my strikeout rate is. I just keep saying how funny it would be if they had just me there as an extra character who's like, <laughs> hi, I can't go in the sun because I get really sunburned and I don't like to show too much skin. Um, yeah, I'm like 30s, me and my girlfriend looking, we're here for a, maybe like a sperm donor. <laughs> <laughs> and then just asking people about their jobs or saying they're like, where's your head at? <laughs> um, did I'm you... feeling very insecure actually being around all you younger looking people that's where my head's at you all look like dolls yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have you watched uh, speaking of um, so it's one of the more recent ones uh, on Netflix have you watched I think it's called Sexy Beasts yet yeah? Yes, I've no, seen it. No, but <laughs> I, I bet it's amazing. It's it so weird, isn't it? Have you? I, so the one that I watched, me and my girlfriend were watching yesterday, and it was uh, so basically I, they must have filmed it all over here, but it's with a lot of American people. But the clue that gives it away is one of the first sort of things. It's like speed dating, but they're dressed as like pandas and chihuahuas and bears are, and dragons. It's not dressed. They are like prosthetically. Oh, like, it's amazing. And they sort of merge it with their current face. Like I know yeah. that if I went on that show, they'd do me as a ferret or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh, be really be, upsetting. Yeah, Josh, you'd be like a happy little hedgehog or something. That's how they'd do you. <laughs> I'd be sure. like Zena going, I can't believe you've done this. To me, but we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why have you dressed me up as a fucking warthog? Like, how am I meant to get paid at this? <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the they take them to was it the one that I saw is when it's like a it's like a beaver and a squirrel or something making out at, at Thorpe Park. <laughs> oh, so they make out while they're in. Costume. Yeah, yeah. Which well, is if, really if they like weird. each other, if they do if they like, like each, each other, other, yeah, and they always seem to like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one oh guy, one guy, I think he was a robot. I mean, it's good. Like, so it's basically the way it works. You have like one, like a guy or a girl, and then she's, uh, you know, they're they're uh, shown like three or four other people like that they can go on dates with, right? And sometimes they go on dates, sort of speed dating style. Um, otherwise, they, then they start eliminating them after each date, which one they don't want to like. One guy, he gets told that she, uh, he's dressed as a robot or something like that, and he gets told that she thinks considers herself to be like a psychopath, and then straight away he's just like, yeah, I want to leave. I want to get out. <laughs> I do not want to be going out with a girl who thinks that it's cool to be called a psychopath. Yeah. I was just going to say, when you said they're shown a few people that they want to go on a date with, they're not shown what they look like, are they? Yeah, no, they're all dressed they're as all dressed, various critters. Yeah. And it's only after they've eliminated them that they can then see what they look like so that you get this instant kind of like, oh, damn, I can't believe I like let that fucking leave. 
when they do reveal what they look like, are they all still fairly conventionally attractive? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The tray. I want to get married. I want to have babies before I'm like 26. Do you have health insurance? Welcome to the strangest blind date ever. Hey, how you doing? How Damn. You? How you doing? <laughs> Could you fall in love with someone based on personality alone? What is your ideal woman? Personality for me is everything. First personality second. You're the best looking devil I've ever seen. This is really weird right now. <laughs> Would you count this as a weird experience for you? Cheers. Cheers. Uh, so, I like your fin. <laughs> <laughs> so what if I pick you and I'm not what you expect underneath? Oh my god! <laughs> I've kissed this girl and I don't know what she looks like. I'm literally just like in love with the moment. Pull. Oh! Whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it. Oh! Time has come. This is gonna be really tough for me. I can't choose both of you. I've made my decision. My sexy beast is. I was just gonna interrupt Heidi and say that I once went on a date with a girl that claimed to be a witch. <laughs> that um, I'm trying to think if I've ever been on a date with someone who. And I'm I knew sure before. I, I knew before. Yeah, and you still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see what would happen. She, she'd take was, it to a graveyard. How did the date go? Oh, terrible! Was, she talks about witch stuff. She tried to like we tried to write a spell or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Wow, so that's actually her like go-to chat on a date. It's not like this is a side thing. It was. Well, she wasn't like dressed. She wasn't you, dressed uh, as a witch or anything. Were you saying, "Tell me about this witch stuff"? Yeah, going, this is going terribly. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, won't yeah. shut up about it. <laughs> In retrospect, Heidi, you're right. Uh, should, yeah. Yeah, you should have been the well, one no, to really I, change the conversation. No, but I didn't. She, you know, people are into all sorts of weird stuff, so you know. She, I she went might on not a be full witch, you know. I went on a date with a girl who was into laughing yoga, and then I looked <laughs> up what laughing yoga was, and I was like, oh, I don't think we're going to get on. Right <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I could yeah. never do that. Yeah, that, yes. that looks crazy weird, laughing yoga. Um, I'm sure you could works. get into it, but it was then compounded. I still went on the date with her, but then... We didn't laugh the entire date. And I was like, you go and do this as a like an an activity and we're not laughing now. I just don't that's too incongruous. That's maybe maybe she'd, <laughs> maybe she'd been at a session like earlier that day and had like used up her, her Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. Maybe she out. would in her next session maybe she thought of some of the jokes I made that she hadn't laughed at at the time and she used that memory <laughs> to laugh. She saves just, them up. <laughs> yeah. Just pulling her eyes out. Um, what, uh, so what, what, so yeah, apart from reality TV shows, uh, was, was there anything else during keeping you occupied, like during lockdown? Like, what else were you watching? Um, well, still with the kind of with the Marvel theme ish, but um, I got into I've I couldn't watch it until we had a second until the vaccines got announced because it was too depressing a time and too depressing a show. But the second they got announced and I felt a bit of hope, I then watched season two of The Boys. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Love which it. I love. And season one of The Boys was my, like, uh, cheer me up watch in Edinburgh when I was, like, really stressed in Edinburgh in 2018 or 2019. Yeah. But um, 
then I was like, yay, season two's out. And I started to watch it and I went, oh, I can't handle how bleak this is in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. And then they announced the vaccines had been discovered. And I was like, something has given me <laughs> the hope to now watch this terrifying show about fascism and the rise of fascism. Yeah. But I, by the end, I was very, it was like quite hopeful in that. And I was glad I'd watched it have initiated a multi-state manhunt for William Butcher. If anyone spots William Butcher or any of his known associates, Marvin Mill, Q Campbell, or this man, please call 1-888-ZERO-CRIME. The world still needs superheroes. So let's get out there. Let's take these cocksuckers down. We are famous now. Don't you worry. Daddy's home. It's a brilliant show. That and I'm not usually a Marvel person, but yeah, is yeah. It, is it Marvel? Is it, it is Marvel? It's not Marvel. not Marvel. I just mean the whole superhero that genre. Yeah, yeah, I genre. It was insanely brilliant. It was so good, and I have watched season two as well, but I can't remember it. But it, what a show! Yes, I think there's, we reviewed there's it. a more um, tame version of that kind of like bad superhero thing that came out a couple months ago on Amazon called Invincible. Yes. And the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, I loved, I binged that really quick because it felt like you were getting the joy of Saturday morning cartoons yeah. with ridiculous some amount adult of blood. content yeah. and very, yeah, very violent stuff. Yeah, that was, so we, when we first started doing this, we, we reviewed that uh, briefly. I think Mo brought it up and then like, and basically I loved it because that first episode, you get about halfway through, and then it's weird. The, the title sequence is like halfway through, and then or like two, or like three quarters of the way through, and then after that, it just becomes this like just sea of colour of like red, and it's just yeah, you're like, yeah. what the fuck did that come from? <laughs> uh, but Lou hated it because he thought he thinks that cartoons are for kids. No, 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 no! Don't throw me, in, don't, don't throw me <laughs> no, under the did. bus. Lou massively hated it. He was just like, because I don't like things that are basically. You could have used a crayon to draw it. It was one of your lines. I think I remember. After the title card comes mm -hmm. up, and it's, then that was what blew my mind. I was like, whoa, that is a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the Lou. What did you think? I thought. Oh no. Um, Oh. Well, Josh, when you said that's a lot of blood, um, it's a lot of red crayon. Uh, this is a cartoon. <laughs> it's for children. It belongs to children. And I am quite frankly offended that I was made to watch this. Oh, is in was the animation too simple? I think he didn't like the animation. No, because and I, the I, 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 I... He just hated cartoons, basically, because they're for children, as he was saying. I don't vibe with them myself. <laughs> even like South Park and things like that. But I know that it's um, a negative trait. <laughs> no, but that is such a common thing amongst other people who I also yeah. respect and yet don't understand. <laughs> I, just, I think I, just even just what about when you're growing up in The Simpsons? Right. Now there's but a salient part of that is growing up. But also... <laughs> There's also, um, I don't also like, I, I would rather watch a cartoon than like a fast car chase and like guns going off and like yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. That I, I would, I, no, thank you. I have no interest in that. But yeah, so when, yeah. but most cartoons seem to be a combination of the two. So 
you know, like, like not violence, but like guns going off in a car chase or that person's flying over there and then he's a whittle or whatever the hell's going on. So yeah. I suppose it's the action that I'm not bothered about. It's the dialogue. And usually the dialogue's really shit because that's not the focus. That's my yeah, full, yeah. full and culture destination. What about, like, Rick and Morty? Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is that? I, I think I killed my girlfriend's interest in all uh, cartoon stuff. Is I uh, so I really like anime, and I took my girlfriend to go see Akira at the cinema when it was like re-released. Oh, I've seen that. That's just cool. before, and like I mean, my girlfriend was hesitant to go see it anyway, and I was like, "Don't worry, it's the it's just a nice two hour like really revolutionary film. You know, without it, the Matrix wouldn't have happened." And then it was, I didn't realize it was the Japanese version. So it was all subtitles, which I, which I think was, as soon as we walked in, they started speaking in Japanese. I was like, oh, she is going to fucking hate this. And then lo and behold, like. It is, it, isn't it? It, well, it is Japanese. It is Japanese, yeah. but basically. I'm thinking of Okjai, I think, or I think it's called something like that. Oh, the one about the pig that John Ronson yeah, wrote. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really weird film, that. Did but, John Ronson write that? Yeah, I think he was like a co-screenwriter, which is really weird because of all people, you wouldn't expect to write a film about a pig. Mm. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, with with Akira though, basically, like half the film is just people shouting Canada, and then that's all my girlfriend remembers of it. And now she will never watch a cartoon with me again. I, I don't like this whole grouping all cartoons together. Yeah, that's isn't it? very upsetting. No, maybe I'm just. Um... <laughs> uncultured but i think the point is valid that a lot of it is violence and if you're not interested in violence then there's not much there for you speaking of comic awesome no because you've got simpsons and stuff anyway yeah yeah speaking of myself i'll argue myself out of my own point by just looking at heidi (laughs) and with the boys heidi did you ever read uh comic books the guy who wrote or who created the boys Garth Ennis, he made uh, a comic book and a t- well, and there was a TV show called Preacher as well. Did you ever watch that? No, oh, I haven't. That again, that sounds quite violent. That yeah, one is that. It was so that's the one good. that Seth Rogen made yeah. the TV show. So he made the TV show. But if you get a chance, read the comic book because the comic book is hands down one of the best things you'll ever read. It's more of a oh, re- graphic novel, but like it is so fucking good. Okay, what's the premise of that one? So basically, the premise of Preacher is that there is an angel and a demon, and they have a kind of a love affair, and they create this spirit which is like completely ungodly. And what it does is it inhabits this the body of a of a preacher in like you know middle of nowhere out in America, and he is proper about to like kill himself because he hates God and he's like fuck this, and he's an alcoholic and his girlfriend's just left him and all this kind of shit. And then what transpires is he basically needs to get rid of this spirit that embodies him and allows him to pretty much be God. Uh, And he needs to get the spirit back to God. And there's vampires involved and super Nazis and the Pope. And it just takes place in like the most fucking dysfunctional uh, setting. Uh, And it's just, it's, but it's so funny. You have my attention. (laughs) Grow up. I'll dabble. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, I'll subscribe to the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It's so good. And the TV show is good as well. Um, Yeah. I'm worried that Heidi thinks Josh is cooler than me. <laughs> well, Lou. I definitely don't think that's possible. Because <laughs> you've got more in common. No. Well, you football? basically just said all cartoons are bad because some of them are violent. So yeah, that, no. was, that was showing your prejudice. Yeah. 
he also said I'm not a Marvel guy, and I'm fine with people not being Marvel guys, but if you're asking me to compare you and Josh right now, <laughs> he yes, seems to know yes. a lot more about some pretty cool stuff. Other but, interests. We've got to win you back. Other what else? interests. Other, inter- other interests that I have. Well, that's a doozy. Um, I've been trying to get back into Terry Pratchett. Oh, Books. okay. Yeah, yeah, Redham. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. Yeah. I mean, I have him on audiobook. He's what I grew up only reading, just mm. Terry Pratchett, and it very much influenced me. But um, What's your favourite out of his? All of, I mean, I know he's got, like, millions, but... Like... Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know that I would have a specific, but I think the ones that were, at the time, really big for me were probably, like, uh, Lords and Ladies, which was, like, The Witches mm. and Elves and stuff, and... um witches abroad and yeah around that collection i actually stopped reading the last few he did i think and that's why yeah i haven't read him for a few years quite a few years but i think they started just because he'd made so many they started to feel a bit too similar to me is that i've never i I actually probably it's a very sacrilege this will be this will be how lou gets in your any good books i don't think i've ever read a terry pratchett book (laughs) oh wow (laughs) i have I didn't know I get to be like the bell of the ball that chooses between the two dance. <laughs> this is this is all this show is just us trying to impress our guests each week. <laughs> I can read. Um, Look, I can read. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my life has it been like Heidi. Who do you like better based on your Terry Pratchett love or your Marvel love? Heidi, who's cooler? <laughs> Heidi just gets to decide who's cool in the weirdest of worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're very good. Um, yeah, I think I when I grew up reading them, it was because I loved fantasy, but I loved comedy, right. and so and they were the only <clears throat> comedy fantasy I could find. You might be so. able to help us with a, a question that came up on one of the last shows. There was a, a, an, a fantasy book, and the covers had a lot of, like, mice and, like, animals doing battle, and it was very, like, medieval-y, but it was all, like... And it wasn't something silly like Battle Miles. It was like the equivalent as it, as if Game of Thrones was about was animal characters. It's like Animal ah. Farm. Not Animal Farm. Good book. Though. <laughs> I don't uh, even know. Um, uh, no, the only thing I can think of, it's not fantasy, but the mouse, the graphic novel. But that's oh, Nazis. That's, Nazis, that's Nazis. That's an amazing yeah. book if anyone should re- like read that. <laughs> Again, book. graphic novel. The book. It's the a book. book. Yeah, it's a book yeah. about yeah, not about Nazi. No, wait. Mice are the. Are the? Is it mice? We are probably the shouldn't recommend a book about mice Nazis though. We'll probably just leave that. No, one no, no. It's podcast. it's a it's a phenomenal story. And I think was it like rats are the Nazis and the mice are the? Or have I got that the wrong way around? I don't know. I've not read it, but I know it is the one that everyone right. says one of the best graphic novels of all time. Mouse. I'm gonna get that actually. That yeah, it's good. like M A U. I think it's M A U S. Yeah, M A U S. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to spell mouse. Yeah, don't just Google mouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to do. This is M A U S. Yeah. M- oh, mouse. Like yeah. It's like the premise of it is that the guy who wrote it and I think drew it. Uh, he, yeah, he's... but if you look at the cover, I don't want someone to come into my house and think that I'm reading it because the cover is. There's a swastika on the cover. It's a mouse. It's got a swastika on it and a mouse head yeah, but... on it. 
you can fix that whenever anyone comes to your house. Just shout as soon as they walk in the door. That uh, that, that thing with the nut. Is that what it looks like? <laughs> hey, look, you, I've got books behind me. You've got books behind me. I would be so disturbed if this cover was on just just over your left ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think you need to be more confident in yourself, Lou, and get loads of Nazi covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just finally a reason to get all the Nazi memorabilia yeah. I want. Actually... Oh, I know a thing I've been that I've just been reading that was a discovery over the last few months. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I am very slow at finishing books, um, and this is the first book that I'd um, zoomed through in years. Um, it was recommended by comedian mickey overman when she heard mm-hmm. that i hadn't mm-hmm. been reading yeah um and she adores this guy brandon sanderson he's a fantasy writer mm-hmm. very famous but i had never read his stuff so i read the mistborn trilogy and it's like the biggest page turner i've read in years if anyone listening is a fantasy fan oh. but hasn't read it like i hadn't yeah it was it was a doozy <laughs> what, what is what is it about yeah um it is about he's like very good at structure and that so each book has like more and more payoff and stuff but it's about just a very bleak world where this girl she's like just a street urchin but hey she's got some powers (laughs) um and other people have powers but the powers all come from they have to swallow bits i'm not gonna make it sound good they swallow bits (laughs) of metal and different bits of metal have different powers like some of them control how people think and some mean you push on the metals and it makes you fly it sounds awful but it's great <laughs> i think that's i don't think there's anything harder than trying to describe as fantasy book to someone else yeah, yeah. To, to be honest yeah. I, all right so you, there's yeah. a big castle there's a massive <laughs> yeah. castle oh and yeah and inside it like there's a big evil man, and they have to kill the big evil man. That's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. what it's about. But, the uh, pianist. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, um, have you? Because uh, you're obviously a, you. You write loads, and I mean, have you? Have you sort of dabbled <laughs> with? Uh, have you dabbled at all with like writing your own kind of fantasy stuff? Like, or have you ever? Thought I about it yeah. Or... Well, the reason I was like, well, you, going, I should you look at write very... loads. Sorry, you write <laughs> heaps. You write. You just, you're just constantly <laughs> writing. I. What's Heidi up to? Um, Should we call her agent? She's writing loads. She writes <laughs> shit tons. Um, yeah, no, I did. I wrote... The reason I got into stand-up was because I was writing scripts and all that. And then yeah. I had written um, a, like a book of short story fantasy jokes. Book, like like fairy tale things, blah, blah. Mm. But very strange. Con- and... Um, then I was I had them at an agent and they said, "Oh, we like this, but maybe make it into a narrative, like long form narrative." And I was like, "Okay, that's a good point." And they said, "But it might take you a while." And it took me two and a half years to write an entire fantasy book that was like a comedy. And then at the end of that, I was like, "No, no one will want this. No one wants this book." <laughs> I had a real like <laughs> middle of the night panic about it, and then decided to try stand up because I was like, "I've wasted my life." Oh, what? what so, have you, so have you have you finished? Have you not finished writing the? I book? finished that, and basically over the pan. Oh no! Just before the pandemic, uh, the book that the short stories that I wrote in about four months or something or five months and was just stream of consciousness. That's the one that anyone who reads it goes, this is ready to go, I'd buy this. And then the one that I spent two and a half years on, people go, that's nice, um, not for me. Oh. So, um, but we, I, my agent had sent it 
to a couple of people just before the pandemic and then we had like a a long drawn out uh discussion going on with someone who now doesn't want it but they did want it for a bit so now i'm okay, working so on that again yeah so do you, and yeah. do you think that that's kind of so like your that would be like your line is the kind of the fantasy comedy world do you think or? i would love that i mean that's my dream line as in i'd love stand up so i'd love to do stand up and this basically yeah. but um mm that's an impossible dream but that's my like when I think do that thing where you're like oh I should focus on the thing I want I'm like but my dream would be writing stupid fantasy jokes how do you I would love that how do you come to terms with the idea of writing because I've only recently sort of come into that not the same level of stuff but I'm pitch docs for you know things like smaller things but you know, four months I've been working on something and then we got to a point with the producer and the producer was, and they're right, like, this isn't ready yet, so we're not going to do this deadline, but it, it's not dropped, but just, it's not ready yet. But I find, I had to stop doing stand-up for a while because my head couldn't do both. It couldn't yeah, yeah, commit yeah. to both. Is, yep. are you similar or like? I'm very you... similar. Um, And also, like, I think that was something with the pandemic where you like I started making sketch videos mm. and if I was making sketch videos my sketch brain was on and my mm. stand-up brain was off and then I had to write this stand-up show so then I stopped making no worries it's really hard to That's... yeah 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 We've... um but I yeah <laughs> it's really hard to switch between the two <laughs> yeah sure it's, it's, show. <laughs> it's very nice that you uh, knew the show <laughs> we've plugged it and I listened to it and, and watched it Thanks, Lee. I enjoyed Cat's nice. involvement. That was genuinely the best moment of any gig I've ever had. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that audience were the nicest audience I'll ever have in my life. I was like, I felt so silly. They were so nice. But really? like such a ridiculously on board audience where it got to a point because there was a delay with because um, it was recorded over Zoom. Um, there was a delay. So I would make if you were in the audience, you probably saw, but I'd make a joke and then there'd be like, one or two second delay before I heard the laugh. So I realized that to compensate for that, because that was so terrifying, like I do a joke and I do just like a mug at the camera, like, oh, what am I doing? And they'd always laugh at that, even if the joke was terrible. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how this is going to work for the finished product on the radio, but there, I'm having a wonderful time right now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah. but no, yeah, I can't, I have real trouble switching between them and then you just sit there feeling guilty for whichever one you're not working on yes 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 exactly that and Mm. also the idea that if you're spending so much time on something the notion that it won't go anywhere like it won't do it could not do anything or at best it could do nothing for a little bit and then maybe years down the line or whatever that's yeah showbiz baby (laughs) (laughs) i think i was that's what i worked with for years when i was when i wrote i always wrote for like the i don't know 10 years or something before i started stand up and i wrote um outside day jobs and i had Mm. or at day jobs and all that and i had like rarely had an agent and it was always just like i'm gonna write this film script that is huge budget and no one will be able to make it but i just was like maybe they will and like going with that but i think stand-up really affects your feelings on that because once i started stand-up it's so immediate and you can write a joke and do the joke and then when you go back to like having to wait to hear about this book it was like 
checking my email. I was like, oh, I remember this dance, yeah. and it's a horrible dance. All, yeah. all I did to deal with that when I was only writing was I'd finish a project and send it, and then I'd immediately start another project so that that was what I was thinking about rather really? than when they were going to email. So it was how I wrote. I wrote, like, spent, like, I don't know, nearly a year on the script that was really hard to get to work and I sent it to my agent at the time who was very slow to reply mm. and I was like oh while I wait for I'll write out this idea for a shark film joke that I had and then I wrote that in like three weeks I think because it just poured out because I've been watching so many shark films and then that was the script that got me loads of stuff and got optioned whereas mm. and I only wrote it because I was trying to not think about when yeah. was she going to email me yeah wow but, but now so I suppose yeah. it's a productive way of dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, but I was a lot more productive about it back then. I think stand-up really does affect your, or maybe it's because the internet's a lot harder to ignore or something now, but or the pandemic. <laughs> mm. But it's a lot harder to be so you know zen about it. I think now mm. about stand-up. Yeah. Well, yeah. about writing projects and that where you're like, oh. Oh, when I... the immediate satisfaction is delayed like yeah so, yeah so, yeah so, yeah yeah well yeah it yeah. is actually but i think i have a few people that have, they gripe or they're like well why well you know why am i not doing this online or why is this person doing this and it's like well do you enjoy watching tiktoks or do you enjoy like no well if you don't then why are you why are you making it then don't bother you know do what yeah, you yeah, like yeah. to do so don't be angry yeah. because somebody's doing something that you don't like anyway so Oh yeah, definitely. On, yeah, you know? the ones, the the people, the writers at the moment, I have a lot of respect for. Are the people that come up with uh, Love Island memes almost instantaneously after they have appeared yeah. on screen. It's like amazing, amazing. The speed at which some of those photos have been photoshopped <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> well, that and that is like the like I got into TikTok sketches because I spent years writing sketches. Yeah, as, as in writing on platform, sketch shows. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the, that format. And then I found it really mindful at the like for the first half of this year making sketches because it was like I'm completely in control of every aspect of this, and I get to do every and then I know I will put it online so it will exist, and that again that makes you then lose a bit of patience when it's like now I'll write a pitch document to send to a producer who yeah. won't reply who won't blah 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 and yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Heidi, it's a good we, old career with picks. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are it's doing so great. Fun. Heidi, <laughs> um, before we wrap up, uh, what what else would you like to share with the people? What else should people be checking out? What have you been listening to? What have you been watching? What have you, you been got reading? any shows? You any got any show? And also, you plug yourself at this point as well. This yeah. <laughs> oh, obviously, plug myself. Uh, myself, this please listen to my Radio Four show. It's called yeah. No Worries, mm -hmm. as Lou said. Um, and ones I've been listening to, um, I love, especially, it's the, I don't listen to podcasts regularly that much. And mm. this one got, has had been great in really dark times in the pandemic. It's, um, yeah. uh, Wheel of Misfortune, Fern Brady and Alison oh, Spittle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. And it's like them just, it's just people telling really horrific, embarrassing stories, including the two of them. And when they crack up at things, it makes you laugh. And yeah, I think we listened to it when Kat had had like a really long day or something. And we were mm. both just so like, uh, and then we were just pissing ourselves. So <laughs> I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. 
Um, um, so that's probably I think it, Josh. That's the that, main that, stuff. That, that, yeah, there. Yeah. Oh no, I, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. I'm 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 up for that. Sorry. Can um, you edit that to sound natural and? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the main stuff. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Oh, thanks, Heidi. What a great yeah. suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that. That's awesome. Um, definitely check that. And then out. we'll I'm... and then we'll edit in that Australian racist guy <laughs> over what. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Kevin Bloody Wilson. Kevin Bloody Wilson. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's yeah. we're, he's gonna play over like the end of the show, so we're gonna like yeah. come out to Dilly Gaff or whatever. What's his well. major? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his catchphrase? Do I look like a give a fuck or something like that? Yeah. I mean, and he's probably got a a ton of really way more offensive shit than that. (laughs) He's also probably got a ton of very angry fans that are going to come down on me hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But uh, yeah, Heidi, thank you so much. It's been so lovely seeing you again and, and talking it's to you. It's so and... nice chatting with you guys. Yeah, I loved it. I would recommend <laughs> this. That this is my recommend for the week. Have a chat with yeah, you guys. Exactly, exactly. Nice smiley chat. The wonderful Heidi Regan there. Um, that was such a nice chat. Lovely stuff. Very book heavy as well, which is good. Literature. We haven't really done much good. of that. People need to get back to reading. Read, people. Read. Yeah, um, read, a, read a fucking book. And uh, as while well, you're there, also write. Uh, write us a review. Leave us some uh, five stars if you, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, it would be great to hear from you as well. Um, if you do want to get in touch and have any recommendations or reviews yourself, uh, hello at theculturalvacuums.com. And remember, we're on Instagram, uh, Cultural Vacuums and uh, Twitter as well, The Cultural Vacuums. Um, Lots of love. Say goodbye, Lou. Bye. Speak to you next week, guys. Bye-bye.